What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host. In today's episode, we look at the best of the best of the best. Yes, after some conversation around buying opportunities and how to add value and whatever your strategy is as a basketball card investor, I mean, that's that's who we're here for, basketball card investors and collectors. That's you, right? Yeah, yeah, glad you're here. Glad you're here. Today's episode will lead up to Five buys, five great players who are becoming even greater. And yes, DeMar DeRozan is one of them. I like to spoiler alert with some of these clips, but I'm here for you to add value, encouragement, energy, awareness to your NBA basketball card adventures. So let's, you know, get after it. Well, well, well. Hoops and Cards, another episode of Five Buys. How's everybody doing? I'm going with my bass voice today. How low can you go? Yeah, I got I got a good night's sleep after watching the 76ers and Cavs. What a game. And I, I know the Cavs were uh, without Karis LeVert and Colin Sexton, but what an incredible uh, performance. Both sides. Both sides. I... I love seeing Darius Garland get 19 assists and 26 points. Uh, great percentages shooting. Good game for Embiid and Harden. We expect that from them. But Tyrese Maxey, and this episode is not about Tyrese, but I've enjoyed following him since November, maybe even a little bit last year, last season. But November, December started to get, oh, just, just drawn to him, I guess, investing in him and uh, still doing it. So he's not on the list. Today's list is going to be about five guys that are playing, I don't know, their stats at least. And what they're doing on the court is is better than even what they had already been doing. So think budding superstar who just, just, uh, you know, is flooring it, putting it on the gas. I, I teased it in the show notes today. Of course, John Morant is on the list. Uh, these would be players that I would say I like as long-term buys. I like as short-term buys. I like to have in my collection. Like, uh, it's a good time, really, for for the hobby with everybody chasing the, not everybody, a lot of people chasing the newer stuff the new releases, Don Russ and Elite and talking about, you know, the, the, we talk a lot on here about the, the rookies and second year guys. And, but I, I've got at least five players that I would say still need to be in the wow category and they're creating a category all their own. So I'll, I'll talk about them a little bit today. And, uh, for you investors, what's your style? Uh, what's your approach when you're buying a card or you say, I'm going to start investing in this player because there are sometimes I buy and I think I, I, maybe I'm a little bit multiple personality. Like one, one Gary, one version of me is 
sees a card and they think, oh, long term, that is a steal. I'll be so glad I bought it now. And in a year, five years, 10 years, you know, uh, that card, that player will be, you know, it'll, it'll definitely, in my mind, it'll definitely increase. And then there's other times where I'm like, I see a card at a show or I get a card in a deal, a package deal. And I'm like, I could pay $5 for that card right here and sell it for 15 later tonight. Or I can pay like I did earlier this season with Miles Bridges and Anthony Simons and there's probably a few other NBA players I've done this with where I buy a card, usually a silver or a graded card, and then in two weeks, uh, those players, I guess their their performance continues to be awesome or the card, you know, the card values finally excuse me, reflect what they're doing on the court. And, uh, and so I sell them two weeks later and make three or four times what I paid for them. Uh, what's your approach? Is it, you know, sometimes it's a short term flip. I guess that's redundant. A flip implies short term, right? But to you, what is short term? And then what's, what's an investment? What's a long term play for you? Uh, there's some players that are both and, and, uh, some cards that are both. It just depends do I want my money sitting there on a shelf tied up in that card or that player? And, uh, and you know what I'm learning as I do this more and more, not only as, uh, an investor in, you know, mostly recent last five to 15 years, basketball cards, I'm learning that, Hey, there, there are times to just even long-term guys to buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell and say, like, I have a in, in stocks, you'd call it a position. I have a position in Apple or a position in Starbucks stock or GM or whatever. And I'm buying and selling throughout the year. It it feels like that frees you up to do both strategies at once. You can make money in the short term by selling some of them and you can hang on or buy really low when it's time to make money off uh, long-term gains. That's a that's a question I'm running to into with two players right now, and uh, I think it's worth talking with you guys about because I, th- I think we would all agree for their age and for what they've done in the league already. Lamelo Ball, whatever you think of Lamelo Ball, he's got a bright future. He's got a bright present. Anthony Edwards, same deal. Those two guys. Normally, if I look at or we as a hobby look at the. Uh, rookie class and those cards from 2020 and 2021. You, uh, that's so funny. I just got an eBay sale notice on my, uh, on my phone as I'm recording. I'll tell you in a second. You, you, we will all agree that LaMelo and Anthony Edwards are the best players in their class and they have superstardom at whatever level you predict, right? Some people think they're both hall of famers. Some people think they're multiple-time All-Stars or borderline All-Stars. Either way, they've got great futures. But right now, uh, they look... To me, they look tired, inconsistent, immature. Both players. Both players look like they're not doing what we saw them do at times in November and December. And LaMelo, I mean, the other night against the Cavs, LaMelo had four fouls and like seven points, and he's done. 
That that doesn't happen when you're a superstar. That do, Jason Tatum never does that, right? I don't see Luka Doncic have a game, you know, in the last month where he gets like four fouls, six points, two rebounds, and he's done. Like I, Lamelo, if this is your team, and I don't know if Anthony Edwards, if he if he has the same sort of uh, leadership role in in store for him in the future for the uh, the T-Wolves, but both these players, let's say they're they're super talented, they're way ahead of most guys in their class, or all of their class, except for maybe one player, as I was sitting here talking to you and recording this, I got the third, your item sold, Tyrese Maxi Prism rookie card, sold, I uh, sold three of those on eBay in the last 12 hours because of his 33-point night, and maybe Tyrese Maxey is adding his name to those three, and I know some of you are laughing at me right now, because you're like, nobody's even on par or close to those two, and I, I guess I just say, watch last night's game, watch what Philadelphia is going to do in the playoffs while LaMelo and Anthony Edwards are sitting at home eating popcorn or posting weird tweets about their teammates. Like I, I think Tyrese Maxey has incredible upside, but he's already just doing it. He's doing it. And, uh, his shooting percentages over the last 12 games have been lights out good. So I'm just saying I sold three of those rookies and those could be short-term flips that I bought for $3 and sold for $10, you know, a week later or two weeks later. And, and now I'm like, Oh, should I have sold any of them? Well, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that in a few minutes, but I like the idea of instead of saying, I'm going to buy this $3 Tyrese Maxi card or this $10 LaMelo ball card and hold it for 10 years, which we both know I'm not, you know, or maybe graded, but when are we going to pay 50 bucks to grade a base card by PSA? I, again, I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is there is increasing value in increasing value. Let me explain. If I buy the maxi card for three, I sell it for 10. Then I take the 10 and buy three other cards. Say I buy three raw Anthony Simons rookies or two raw Anthony Simons rookies today at a card show for four or $5 each. Then I sell those a week from now or two weeks from now for $12 each. All of a sudden, my $3 Tyrese Maxi single card that I bought in a month after flipping it and buying some Simons or Garland's, or Josh Hart's, whoever you want to buy and try to flip with this, or LeBron Silver My Houses. Wait, you can't get those for three bucks. I know, but keep your eyes open. There's increasing value in increasing value, and so I'm moving gen- generally uh, away from long-term investments. I might say I'm going to do a long-term PC collecting guys I like, and those are long-term, and I, I'm sure they'll increase value if I collect the right guys or that's part of it. But uh, yeah, there's increasing value in saying, look, I'm taking this $5 and in two months, it's going to be 20. And in a month, it's going to be 40. And in a month, that's going to be 80. And looking at what are the next things. Uh, Some of you guys are using side money to do this. Some of you guys have an allowance from your family. Some of you are spending way too much on cards. I get it. But there's increasing value in increasing value. So that and more coming up.
this episode has already not turned out to be what I said in the title. I promise you I'll get to the, the five buys, but this idea of increasing value and increasing value, it's, I guess it's similar to leveling up. And I've seen it happen with trading too. Actually, guys uh, go into a card shop or card show with like their box of cards. And usually the best at this are like kids or teenagers. They will go and work the show the whole, you know, five or six hours. And they'll start with maybe $100 worth of cards. And by the end of the day, they got five or $600 worth of cards and 300 in cash. Like, how did you do that? Well, <clears throat> doing exactly what I just said. Uh, sometimes it's, you might be a broker. You might realize, hey, this guy over at this table has a steal on his Lamellos or his LeBrons or his Emmanuel Crick, Quick, Crick, Cricket, <laughs> Quickly Auto, number to 12. You know, and this kid is like, trades for that and then sells it to a guy, you know, 20 tables away for 50 bucks more than he paid for it. And then he takes that. You get what I'm saying. You just keep, keep leveling up. And I have some guys where I'm like, I look through my display, my famous display of cards and investments. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to pick a handful of these cards and take them to the show and do that trading game in and out or trading them for players that I, that are on my, that are on my five buys list for today. Right. And getting rid of some of the guys that maybe that card's just been, uh, treading water, not gaining value. And I think, well, someday it will. Well, it's not, it's not right now. Like I get that that someday that Trey Young base prism rookie will be worth something more. But right now and for the foreseeable future, and I guess that's like, you know, LaMelo and Ant-Man, they're not going to the playoffs. They're not. And if they are, it's going to be a quick, quick exit. Uh, They're not going deep in the playoffs. We know that for sure. And here's my other dilemma, you guys. Uh, I would put Darius Garland shockingly in that category now of the Cavs aren't looking like a deep playoff run team. They're not. And I know they got to get Karis back. And I know that they haven't uh, played together with a healthy Darius for more than two or three games now. But uh, there's, there's some of these other teams that added exactly what they needed to take a next step. I'm talking to you, Philly, and maybe Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Just some of these got some of these teams look so much better and uh, are at least in the last month so much more consistent. So what if? Here's my thought on all these players, not just uh, you know having maybe a short attention span or getting getting out of some of my Lamelos or Anthony Edwards or even Gasp Darius Garlands. And, you know, it isn't that I'm like giving up on these players. It's that I'm giving up on those investments for a short period of time. What I mean by that is, what do you think is going to be more more um, valuable? LaMelo Ball, Prism Rookie, PSA 10 right now? Or after the Charlotte Hornets have a quick exit or don't even make the playoffs, and then it's like July or August and nobody's talking about the NBA, 
I'm saying that's buying season for your LaMelo Ball rookies and your Darius Garland rookies and your Anthony Edwards rookies. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to say. And so, as you've heard me on so many episodes say about these three players, I, I they're awesome. <laughs> they deserve to be in the all-star conversation. They They have tremendous careers in front of them. But if they're not on a team that looks like a deep playoff run, if they're not Ja Morant, Tyrese Maxey, these young guys that are that are locked in on long playoff run teams, even uh, Cameron Johnson lit it up last night, 38 points. There's a guy that may be your short-term flip. Uh, you know, I'm if nothing else, the cards that I have of these other dudes are just going to retain value or maybe slowly decrease in value over the next five months when I could be using that equity or that value in those cards to trade in, buy in, get something else that's going to go up in the next three months and get something else. And if I have to have like one cool LaMelo card to look at, fine, keep one, right? But, but keep increasing value to increase value. And that's my thought. I, I um, maybe the longer you're in this and we talk to and interview people that have done it for years and years. Yeah, that's the strategy. You have guys you collect and that, that if you get those great cards of them and you set them up on a display, fine, that's long term. But investing, whether it's short or long term, I would say my idea of long term has been more uh, long term thought when I get a steal on a card or a steal on 50 quarter box cards that maybe these guys will be worth something someday. I'll put them in a time capsule that I'll open in five years and go, wow, there's a Giannis rookie. You know, there's, there's somebody that, that people were sleeping on or not as high on, you know, you want to put a stash full of Jonathan Kuminga's and Desmond Baines and uh, Miles Bridges. Some of you, that was Anthony Simons. For me, it's Jaron Jackson is, do I think he's got a great future? Yeah. I'm tired of waiting for it, Jaron. Really? I'm tired. You you wore me out, dude. I'm hanging on. I'm not I'm not dumping his cards, but I'm like I'm done. I'm done investing a dollar in Jaron Jackson Jr. Why? Because that dollar would be better spent on 50 other NBA players who are going to be worth more in 6 to 12 months. I just, you know, unless Jaron starts ripping off 30 point nights, but the reality is he's got a teammate who's doing that. And guys, I when I think investing, I think buy the blue chips. Buy Ja, right? Buy, buy Steph Curry. Buy, buy the big names that are playoff bound. Like, well, yeah, after the break, I'll finally get to these five buys. These would be blue chips that I'd say, yeah, there's some value in the next five months in these players. Got to get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. Without further ado, do, do, let's get after it with five buys. These guys are uh, all-star type players that are in the last 10 games at least taking their games to the next level and showing us what they can do and really, I think, present some great bargains in the card market. So number five on the countdown here is Bam Adebayo. And you're like, Bam Adebayo? Yeah, Bam hasn't been 
healthy for a lot of this season, but he's he's on a streak right now. And Miami is eight and two. They're the number one seed in the East, and he's a big part of why they have resurged. And with over twenty points a game and more than twelve boards a game, fantastic percentages, decent assists for a for a bigger guy. Bam is reminding us who he is, and he's that. Olympian, that all-star, that do-it-all guy who is the future of... I mean, we can get crazy about Tyler Hero and his shooting, and he's consistently done well this season, but Bam is all around... uh, I don't want to say heart and soul, but you add Bam with... He's going to have some big battles in the playoffs coming up against Embiid and Giannis and maybe Kevin Durant and... So I, I like Bam a lot as a value right now because people just forgot about him. And so I saw some steals on Bam Optic Hollows, Bam Optic Shocks, Bam Prism Silvers. There's some Bam autograph cards. In fact, some of these guys that are, um, you know, I would say here's a guy who's a second tier, second level all-star. Like nobody's talking about Bam Adebayo getting an MVP award anytime in the next 10 years. We're just saying he's a great player and he's going to get some rings and he's already got one, right? So I, I like Bam a lot. And I think part of the reason I put him on this list is he has resurged. It's like a right now moment for him. He's back, right? Sometimes the guy comes back from injury and you don't know what you're going to get. Or sometimes a guy finally gets to play on a regular basis because the vaccine mandates lifted. I don't know who, who that could be, but a guy comes back and he's just not who he used to be. You know, we're not, we're not sure, uh, if Deandre Ayton will regain the form that he had last year's playoff run. You know, I, I don't know. And some players get traded. Some have been out a whole season because of contracts and such. You've got Ben Simmons. You've got guys like Damian Lillard and Colin Sexton. I'm just saying, Bam out of Bio's return, he looks good. And I would be a buyer right now on Bam. Number four on the list is, uh, and by the way, we're going to get to the, it's not rocket science, to say it's Joel Embiid. That guy is ridiculous. And I, I, it's rare to see a center so fun to watch who can drain threes or drive and just jam on anybody. And now that he's got James Harden and some some actual that they were already top three in the East, but now Philly looks like, dang, I'd love to see them against Miami tomorrow, or them in a seven game series against Milwaukee. I don't even know why we were talk we would talk about Chicago, Cleveland, or um, Boston, even though Boston's playing well. I'm just saying Joel Embiid to me is definitely in the top three. MVP race, and if he wins it, I would be like, good, finally, he deserves it. He's a center who plays really multiple positions, multiple positions, and is dominant. Absolutely dominant. So, his cards, for Embiid, uh, he's no secret anymore, you guys, but I would be looking for uh, select rookies of his, select silvers, we're talking 2014, 2015, so you might like him over anybody on this list if he's the player that's been around the longest and his, you know, there's fewer of his cards out there, fewer of his cards graded. So even the Embiid uh, Donruss rated rookie or the Embiid hoops, if you get something that's a PSA 10, uh, that could be a great buy now and sell in June. 
or sell when the MVP winner is announced and it's Joel Embiid. Number three. Number three, and I, I actually made this list telling you this is players who are taking their games to the next level. Their teams look like playoff runs. And I've, I've, I poo-pooed the Dallas Mavericks a bit on this podcast, but they did deal away one of their problems. They did deal away Chris Tapps Porzingis, and it seems like it, Luka since then has taken on more scoring, more uh, efficiency, more of the offense runs through him. We're not standing around waiting for Porzingis to do something or get open or fill a lane on a break. Like, this is, this is, it was always Luka's team, but he didn't need anybody slowing him down. And Dinwiddie, fine. You know, they've got other guys. I don't, I don't think they have enough around him yet, but I, I do think Luka's, if you look at his points per game, the last 10, 12, 13 games, we're talking about a guy going from 29 a game to 36, 37 a game. And uh, we're talking about a team that is that is winning and could finish in the top four. So I also add Luca to this list because, you know, his cards are, are beaten down. And maybe, maybe they never should have been pumped up in the first place. Maybe he should have been, you know, right there alongside a Trey Young or alongside a Jason Tatum. Uh, but Luca is big game, big shooter, clutch, you know, comes through in the big moments and he is making a case for his MVP candidacy. In fact, I know this is blasphemy to some of you basketball purists, but in fact, I would say the way Luca is playing, elevating the Mavericks, I would take him over the way the Joker has elevated the Nuggets in the midst of their uh, injuries. So I think both guys are having great seasons. Luka Doncic. When I look at the 2018 rookie cards that are available of his, I would say, you know, in fact, I've listened to several other podcasts that have talked about this. Like, is it time to finally buy back in on Luka? And here's what I'll tell you. Um, I would if I love Luka, but I I don't. I respect him. I I esteem him. I think his future is just as bright as ever. But he's, he's not one of my favorite few guys to invest in. So if I've got, if I'm going to put a hundred, 200, $500 into a card right now, I'm not personally doing it, but if you did it, I would say that's a smart move. That is a smart move. And, uh, I guess it depends also on what you buy. Like if you're able to get a deal on something that's not a base card or that is an ungraded base card that you're able to get, uh, a card show deal on, like a Don Russ, uh, an optic rookie. In fact, I'm going to a card show right now. I might even, I might even report back to you. Hey, the, uh, the Luca optic base raw is, is too cheap right now. So I bought two of them. You know, I might, I might do that. I might do that. I might just be that crazy. You know, I'm not buying Luca because I don't want to, but is he on my five buys list? And would I, you know, would I applaud you for doing it? Sure. I totally would totally with. But the only reason I'm not buying Luca is because I need to save some of my money for the guys that are, well, you know, higher on this list. There it is. The first career 50 point game for the dominant Joel Embiid. So my top two on this issue of five buys are guys that are absolute superstars 
and people are just now realizing it. One has been around for a long time, the other is relatively new. One has been to the finals before, he's been to all-star games, he's been a familiar name, and we just thought he was, you know, a good a good number two or number three on a on a decent team. Now he's a number one on a top three team in the East, and his name is DeMar DeRozan. And apart from buying his, like, 2008 Topps uh, graded card, there aren't a whole lot of rookie options that I would just be like, wow, go after this, go after that. But I would just say, he put some respect on his name. 36, 37 a game over the last 10 or 12. I think he had an off night two or three nights ago. But he, he is uh, known for just mid-range 10 to 20 foot shots that he never misses and he's on fire and the Bulls are wow a great team even with the loss of Lonzo and Alex Caruso Patrick Williams and all the the new supporting cast and all these trade like DeMar's in his first season with the Bulls having himself an MVP caliber year started in the all-star game and uh, what can I say he's this this list was made for him a guy who maybe a month ago or two months ago was averaging around 30 points and people were starting to take notice and say, hey, that's the most improved player. DeMar's definitely an all-star or blah, blah, blah. Well, now he's like separated from Zach Levine on his own team and he's separated from a lot of players in the league. When you start to put up consistently 35 a night, uh, you are in rarefied air. And uh, I don't know how long he can keep this up. I don't even know if he should. I know he's had to pick up some slack because Lonzo's out, Kobe White's inconsistent, Vucevic, you know, um, one game he's awesome, one game he's just decent, and they need more scoring, so so there you have it, DeMar DeRozan, and I would love to hear, if you are if you are chasing, or if you've invested in DeMar DeRozan, I'd love to hear what you're doing with that, uh, if, it's, if it's just DeMar DeRozan, nice looking autos, or numbered cards from his, early in his career, if it's something more recent, but, uh, and the rookie card, the tops, is just kind of boring looking. It's just a picture of Demar's head, like like the James Harden rookie is. And uh, but he's he's definitely going to be in the headlines. He's going to be a prominent player over the next three months. And uh, the time to get in on Demar is, I mean, I guess it's yesterday, right? It's a year ago, but it's also now. If you believe that he has an MVP you know, top three finish in him, which I would not argue against right now. Uh, But if you also believe the Bulls could go far with him and uh, if they get some of these pieces back for the playoff run, even if they don't, you guys, the Bulls at times look unbeatable. So that's what I want to say. DeMar DeRozan is number two. Number one, then, (laughs) no surprise, right? John Morant has been the, the, the show. Uh, since the NBA All-Star break and even in the few weeks leading up to it. Just just the show. And if he's going to keep putting up 40 points a night, I mentioned earlier, like, I've, I've fallen less in love with the idea of Jaron Jackson becoming that second scorer when maybe they just needed points and Josh said, I'll do it. I will do it. And he every night is a human highlight. Behind the back from Morantz to Williams. Oh, so I don't know what happened there. We got cut off. And uh, Ja Morant is number one. He is on fire. He's electrifying to watch. His numbers are out of out of just 
I don't know what university's playing in, but we're lucky to be a part of it right now. And uh, I just hope he stays healthy. The guy is leading Memphis. They are on a tear, and I, I could see him being a just a global icon, a, a phenom superstar who is uh, who has taken his game to the next level in the last two months. And uh, yeah, card values right now still. Excuse me, still a lot of good deals out there, and um, he is the guy when it comes to the NBA. In fact, uh, in the in the meantime, after we got cut off, I did go to a card show here in Northeast Ohio, and I did get some. You could guess what I did, right? Went to the dollar boxes. I went to the NBA boxes, negotiated some bundle deals, got some great bargains. I think the guys that uh, most frequently caught my eye were John Morant, Darius Garland, Anthony Simons, Tyrese Maxey, and because I did find a couple of steals on him, Jalen Brunson. So those were the the players I I came home with. Uh, I've got a stack full of cards that I'm pumped about, including uh, John Morant's Net Marvels card from last year. Got a great deal on that. Also got his uh, Don Russ rated rookie base raw. Uh, for a great deal there. So I, I feel good about those. But guys, I do think John Morant is is already his cards are, are up and up, as uh, our guy Jeff from Sports Card Investor would like to say. But I believe there are more people, more buyers, more fans to be won over by Ja over the next couple months and into the playoffs. I think he has put his name right in the middle of the MVP race along with, of course, Giannis, Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, and uh, if you want to put Luka in there and Nikola Jokic, I wouldn't fault you. I think all those guys are worthy of being on the list. But but guys, John Morant could win it. He really could in these last six or eight weeks or so of the regular season. And if that happens and Memphis storms into the playoffs and wins a series or two or three... John Morant right now is is a great deal, uh, a good bargain. I remember actually last last fall during buying season when I would see John Morant, Prism, PSA 9 graded for like $40, $35. And I'm like, oh. But I, I didn't totally believe in him or his ability to stay healthy. But now I do. I believe in him as a player, as a leader, as a scorer. As a showman, really, really, is what he is. He's a performer. He is a. Uh, I'm trying to think what the word is. Like, he is the hot ticket. When Memphis is in town, those will be the games that sell out around the league. Everybody will want to see John Morant. They already do. Like NBA fans, we already do. But he will become at some point, maybe this season, a household name. And, uh, yeah, the days of Zion being the the guy in that class or the iconic card from that class, those are over. They've been over. Uh, I don't know what Zion is doing with his career. I feel bad for him about the injury part, but all the other things we hear are potential real long-term problems for Zion about, uh, I don't know, ego, attitude, posse having to be in New York or not being a team guy. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what, what to make of Zion. And this podcast right now is about John Morant. 
And, you know, I could look back on the last six months and say, have I sold John Morant cards that I wish I had kept? Yeah, unless I used them to level up because, uh, you know, what was what I say? An increase leads to an increase in value. There you go. Do that. But do it with Ja. Hey, everybody, that's a wrap on today's episode of Hoops and Cards. Thank you so much for listening a little bit longer today, inspired by my friends over at Pack to the Future. Great episode, you guys. And hey, for all my NBA fans, collectors, and investors out there, this is a great time as uh, teams jockey for position in the playoffs, and there's some big, big games on TV. Seems like every night now, so a lot of fun. If you'd like to get more Hoops and Cards episodes, more content, and really to be a supporter of our show. Uh, thanks for our Hoops Plus community. You can join Hoom, You can join Hoops Plus today. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Hoops and Cards forward slash subscribe. And for the cost of, you know, less than a Happy Meal a month, you get more, you get an exclusive, basically a link to Hoops Plus episodes, a couple of those a week more content, conversations about uh, buying opportunities and fun things in the hobby, basketball cards. I love those extra episodes. And then also prizes every month, like, uh, you know, Cody won the big NBA all-star prize that should be here in the mail here soon, Cody. But yeah, love for you guys to join Hoops Plus. You can sign up for that today and get started. And uh, wow, I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. If you're going to a show or to a card shop, Let me know what deals you get. Don't brag. I mean, hopefully it's a fair deal and you didn't just totally rip somebody off. But sometimes you get bargains. And uh, so what are you buying? Message me at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Again, hope you guys have an awesome weekend. And uh, yeah, go Anthony Simons. The 2020 Kia 